Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning to you. Oh, wake up. Wake up. I know it's Monday. I'm going to feel like my phone is yelling at me a little bit later. So we'll call it 10 hours from now. I'm going to feel the exact same way. No, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to. It's a Monday and it hurts. But there's a lot happening on this Monday. Oh, speaking of Jalen Hurts, that actually wasn't on purpose. But there's a lot happening on this Monday. We're going to get to Eagles and their statement and Jalen himself. But later on, we wrap up week seven with the Niners on the road against the Vikings. Can the Niners match the Eagles and that best record in the NFC? And what about a doubleheader in baseball for the last time? You don't have any more days in 2023. In fact, no more days until next spring in which you have multiple baseball games going on at the same time. So this is it. You've got a game six in the NLCS and you've got a game seven in the ALCS. So you have to share the center ring of the circus there, NFL. I know you do not enjoy that. You're a jealous lover. If we start to pay attention to baseball, you get very upset. Watch the Niners and Vikings go toe-to-toe overtime, 17 lead changes, because that would be more according to the script. No, no, no. There's not really a script. My mom does actually believe it. She sometimes thinks sports are rigged. <laughs> It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend. If you want to vote for our Monday MVP, well, you can find it on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or on our Facebook page. A lot of you are yelling at us about Miles Garrett not being in the poll. Hey, Producer Jay, I would have put Miles Garrett in the poll. Did you consider him? I considered him, yeah. Okay. Jay's <laughs> not going to explain himself to you. <laughs> I considered him. I, I see you. I mean, but, you know, they almost let up 40 points to a backup quarterback and the Colts. So, you know, I decided Mac Jones and his triumphant victory over the Buffalo Bills was a better option. I voted for Mac Jones, actually, although I know Lamar Jackson, Travis Kelsey, they are deserving. But I felt like Mac Jones pushed back, if you will. So you can vote. He did. Of course he did. Uh, you and, and there's many other guys and many other ways that we could go. Deontay Foreman, he also had a three-touchdown performance. The Bears were using not just a backup quarterback, but an undrafted Division II backup quarterback. Tyson Bajant, we're going to get to him this hour. What a great story. So you can vote or you can send your write-in votes. We take those into account as well. We see you again on Twitter. After Hours CBS or on our Facebook page. So the Dolphins were trying to go toe-to-toe with the team that won the NFC last year. And so much talk was about their potent offense. And that is true. But I think what you saw on Sunday night is that if they cannot run the ball, it changes a lot. 
We had talked to Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network last week, and she pointed out that the threat of the run even is one of the reasons why Tua Tagovailoa doesn't get hit as much, one of the reasons why they they can't get to him as much, and that's been a key for them in their offense. Obviously, not rocket science. When your quarterback is not getting hit, your quarterback's getting rid of the ball quickly, well, then you're able to keep him clean and upright and you preserve his longevity, but also he's got better looks if he's standing upright and not getting a lot of pressure in his face. And yes, the run is so important for that because it keeps defenses honest. We know the Eagles can stuff the run and it's clear that it was a major sticking point for their defense last night. Now we'd wondered about the offense, right? Cause the Eagles offense has had a bunch of turnovers. Jalen hurts has been pretty frustrated with them. And I think they've, In addition to changing the defensive coordinator, they changed the offensive coordinator, remember? And it's it's been kind of a seven weeks of settling in. They certainly have all the weapons. There's no doubting that this Eagles team can still hurt you a variety of ways. But what I liked is that initially it was the defense that was setting the tone. It was stuffing the Dolphins' high-powered attack. So Jalen Hurts... Has another turnover early. Uh, Bradley Chumble. Uh, oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> Chubb and Fumble together. It's like a celebrity marriage. It's called, <laughs> it's called a Bradley Chumble. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there goes the perfect show. <laughs> I think he's got a trademark there. <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. It's a Chumble. <laughs> Why am I an idiot? <laughs> Well, because it's Monday morning and this is the end of a 16-hour workday. That's why. <laughs> anyway, I get my point was made, I suppose. A, a Bradley Chumble. It's like a scrumble, only it's a fumble and a chumble. All right, I'm done. I promise. Uh, so Bradley Chubb uh, sacks Jalen and there goes the fumble, right? And, and again, Jalen Hurts has had issues with that early on. Um, But the defense had his back, holds the Dolphins to a field goal. And I think that right there was a major jumping off point. Because what I've seen with these Eagles, and you saw it twice in this game, after a turnover, after a failed drive, after a miserable possession, well, then they answer. And that's exactly what Jalen Hurts and the Eagles did. They kicked it into high gear. Hurts fakes, Hurts fires, and it goes to Goddard, who's at the 10, the 5, it's that tight end screen once again. This time they take it to the left side. They get big Jordan Mylotta out in front of Dallas Goddard. The tight end screen. It's a two-man screen, and it's executed to perfection. Hurts will line up under center. Smith split wide to the left. Here's the snap. Hurts gets the shove from behind, surging to the goal line. No signal yet. Oh, it's a touchdown. They're all running in to take a look, and there's the official signal. It's a one-yard touchdown run for Jalen Hurts to make it 16-3, Philadelphia with 3-10 remaining in the first half. Ryan Radke on Westwood One, Merrill Reese on Eagles Radio. So, yeah, this is what happens. I feel like they respond really well after mistakes, and that's a sign of good leadership, not to mention a more mature team. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. And it's also significant that when the Eagles are putting together these extended drives, they're keeping Tua and Tyreek Hill and Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddell off the field. I mean, that's a big deal as well. Uh, but Miami does get a long touchdown to Tyreek before halftime. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen the touchdown celebration, 
I know this is in Philadelphia, but it was kind of funny. Uh, he flops around on the, the ground in the end zone while a teammate is casting a line and reeling him in like a fish. Uh, so, yeah, it was pretty funny. It's on our show Twitter if you want to see it uh, after hours, CBS. So Miami does have the ability to quick strike. And after the first half, it kind of felt like, wow, um, Eagles, well, you could look at it two ways. Eagles either don't have a whole lot to show for dominating most of the first half or the Dolphins dodge a bullet there because they could have been in a much bigger hole. But they're not. They're only down 17-10. And then Jalen Hurts has a second turnover. The Eagles take over at their own 21. First down at 10. Pistol formation. DeAndre Swift is the back. Receivers left and right. Hurts squats down, takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws, and his pass is batted down. It's intercepted. Jerome Baker picks it off, and he takes it in for a touchdown. Cater Kohu knocked it down. Baker picked it off, and just like that, Miami is a point away from tying the game. Tie the game, they did. Again, Ryan Radke on Westwood won with four minutes to go in the third. But just like that first half, to me, it's so it's it's so noticeable, right? It's noteworthy that they turn the ball over and they come back with a vengeance. And that's exactly what happened yet again there. And so they take it into, you know, high gear, another notch, whatever, use whatever cliche you want. A.J. Brown in the middle of everything, the run game in the middle of everything. And the Eagles were all in on this one. It's just, yeah, they're, they're still, I think, closer to that identity and closer to that consistency. Um, But yeah, I mean, this was a game in which they had an opportunity to fall apart and did not do that. Hurts in the gun. Hurts backpedals. He pumps. He looks. He fires. He completes it. Breaking away. Running into the end zone. A.J. Brown. The Eagles take the lead. He's a grown man. Now, this is one of those where the inside receiver goes down fear to fill the clear out. A.J. comes in on that little end cut, but he's patient. He catches the football and then just runs through arm tackles and into the end zone. He's a grown man. Empty backfield. Back goes Tagabaloa. He lets it fly, going deep, and it is intercepted. It's Slay who picks it off. He's at the 20, and he goes down. Interception. It's a takeaway. A takeaway. A -A T-A-K-E-A-W-A-Y. The Eagles have one. Whoa. Now, isn't it about time? There's a timeout on the field with the score. The Bulls 24, the fish 17. I think we play really good complimentary football. Um, Had some um, negative plays, obviously, with the fumble by me. Can't have that. And um, the... I must be living bad with the other one, um, the tip ball. But um, I'm just happy how we played together, happy how we persevered, and we uh, we found ways to respond and um, really did a good job in the fourth. Yeah, that's the deal is they do respond. Not every team can, not every team does, um, but I think it – It's really significant for the Eagles. And a couple of other things that jump out. They go four for six in the red zone, which was a big deal for them too because they'd been leaving points out there, and no penalties. I'm sure it's happened at some point this season. It probably happens a handful of times each season, but I don't remember the last time I actually looked and noticed that a team had no penalty flags. A few, yeah, but no penalties. So disciplined performance. The defense was amazing. Well, and A.J. Brown was amazing, too. Ten catches, 137 yards. Uh, but the defense with four sacks and eight 
tackles for loss. And to do that against the Dolphins is a big deal, right? Because generally, Tua's not been getting hit. He's getting rid of the ball early. The offensive line is protecting him. And so to be able to get to him was huge. Losses, if approached the right way, if you're not pointing fingers um, and you're looking internally, can can be a good thing too. Uh, and so that's what will be determined to um, make this uh, moving forward, uh, starting with tomorrow. It's tough when you come on the road against a really good team and you're not able to, to execute the way you expected to execute, not execute the way we wanted to execute. Um, but you got to give props to, to those guys and their coaching staff. Uh, they did a real good job in preparing for us. You know, they, they did a really good job. Second half, we, we came out with some adjustments. Uh, we got some things going in the run game. Um, but really for, for us offensively and as a team, it's just really trying to sustain, um, you know, uh, putting consistent drives together, being able to go out there, um, you know, defensively and, and getting three and outs and sort of playing off each other in that sense. There's no doubt that the Dolphins are a really good team and they're still on top of the AFC East, but their big losses, their two losses have come against the Bills in Western New York and then against the Eagles. And in both cases, it still feels like there's a significant gap between the Dolphins and those two teams who have the experience and also harbor Super Bowl hopes. Now, does that mean the Dolphins can't get there? No. But are they part of the upper echelon in the NFL yet? Maybe their offense is, but it ran into a buzzsaw against the Eagles. So not quite yet, though it's only through week seven. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. I mentioned the A.J. Brown numbers. You may hear this Nick Sirianni audio at some point on Monday or maybe more than once on Monday because he is very thankful for his number one wide receiver. I thought I would never say this, but but I think this week at practice, A.J. was having an unbelievable practice, and I went up to Mr. Laurie, and I go, I, I'm like, there's no way I ever thought this would have came out of my mouth. Thanks for the $100 million to pay A.J. Brown. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Like a guy from Jamestown, New York, I never thought I'd ever say, hey, thanks for the $100 million to pay A.J. Brown. Nice. You know, it's not your money. Why can't you be thankful? <laughs> <laughs> You're the benefactor. All right, so we talked about the AFC East there for a second. And then, of course, uh, just before the end of last hour, we went through Patriots and Bills. So we've kind of given you the rundown on the AFC East. Uh, the Jets are off this weekend, but it's Dolphins and Bills right now, still separated by a game. Uh, Pats at least get their second win, but for Bill Belichick, 300, not getting fired. Okay, NFC East, then, you had a battle between the Commanders and the Giants. Now, this division, it's seen some turnover. Uh, still wondering about the, the Commanders, though the Giants have faded to the bottom, right? So those two teams have kind of switched places uh, in the NFC East from a year ago, and the, the thing about the Giants is without Daniel Jones, their offense is more limited. Saquon Barkley, he's still dealing with some injuries too, but they do have a really strong defense. And then there's the commanders and the jury is out on Sam Howell. Maybe, maybe it shouldn't be for Ron Rivera. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to be, but you know what? The jury's out on Ron Rivera right now in Washington as well. And so this was a clash between the two teams. I guess something had to give between two offenses that sputter more than they spin. Third and goal at the 15. 35 seconds into the second, no score. Taylor takes the snap, fires it into the end zone for Waller. Touchdown, Giants! 
their first first half touchdown of the season. Oh, wait. It's their first touchdown since September the 21st in San Francisco. And after 220 minutes. Oh my gosh. And 42 seconds, the Giants <laughs> finally score a touchdown. First and 10 at the Washington 32. A Taylor over center. Play fake, back to throw. Steps up, dumps it underneath, completes it to Barkley. Runs out of a tackle. He's to the 10. He's to the 5. He's in for the touchdown. Saquon from 32 yards out. And the Giants take the lead 13-0. All right, not just one, but two touchdowns in the first half. Tyrod Taylor in for Daniel Jones. He throws touchdown passes to Darren Waller. Happy National Tight Ends Day. And Saquon Barkley. And they're actually up 14-0. And then Sam Howell. He's scuffling, but courtesy of the New York defense. He has an interception that leads to that second New York touchdown, Uh, and Washington only manages a single score of its own, and it's actually after a New York muffed punt, so it took a New York turnover for Brian Robinson to have a short enough field that they would get into the end end zone. So yeah, here's the, the dirty deets on the commander's offense against that New York Giants defense and special teams. A block field goal, uh, they slam the red zone or slam sorry slam the door inside the red zone in the two you know like the two minute warning couldn't get anything going the Giants also have six sacks in this game and so the struggles of of the offense for Sam Howell they predate this game but not any better against the Giants D. It's frustrating you know we felt like we had a good plan and had answers for everything that they might do. Um, and we just weren't executing. Um, so it's, it's frustrating, but, you know, the good, the good thing is our defense played well and kept us in the game um, and made some big plays, huge stops, you know, the turnover. Um, and we just got to do a better job offensively. You know, if, if our defense gives up 14 points, um, and I think one of those touchdowns on a short field after my interception, you know, we should win the football game. Well, I don't know. It depends on what's the next game. You know, and to me, it's really about how you bounce back more than it is anything else. With 10 games left to go, you never know what's going to happen. But you got to. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Take them one at a time. You've got to stay focused on it. You know, we'll correct these things. There's some things that, a lot of things that we can correct. A lot of things we're going to get better at. And we'll continue to get, you know, work at it. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, for Ron Rivera, 
it's a tenuous position. It has to be, especially with new ownership. So keep that in mind. They did not hire Ron Rivera, and they also didn't bring in Sam Howell. Now, I'm not saying that Josh Harris and Magic Johnson and that ownership group are going to rip it all out from the seams, but there is a chance. If the commanders don't make the playoffs this year, if they end up just kind of mediocre and middling again, that ownership group is not going to stand for mediocrity. They want to win. They're, you know, this is a group that owns the Devils. Well, Josh Harris does, owns the Devils and also the Sixers, right? And so for better or for worse, they are owners that are movers and shakers, and they want to make things happen. Uh, So for the Giants, defense is huge. Still waiting on Daniel Jones to get healthy from that neck injury. And actually, Saquon Barkley, after he hyperextended his elbow, he's out there scoring touchdowns. Uh, And so it's a a big deal for the Giants to get this win as well for Brian Dayball, who's the defending NFL coach of the year. But those two teams right now in the bottom of the NFC East. I had a bad day been a lot of those lately Bob Papa on Giants radio all right so the east includes a Dallas Cowboys team that is taking the week off so they're on by uh, Eagles though at six and one and we'll see if the Niners can match them at six and one on Monday night football all right so producer Jay is taking a bit of a beating because he did not include Miles Garrett in his Monday MVP poll I say there's another candidate that we can include too you want gaudy numbers we'll give you some gaudiness uh, and we'll answer the bell for those of you on Twitter after our CBS or on our Facebook page. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Good Monday morning to you. It's After Hours CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Mahomes darting to his right. He's holding it, fires it late. He's got Mark Fosvaldo scanling. Right sideline, 10, 5, stretches out with the left shoulder. Touchdown, Kansas City. Mahomes takes the snap, looks right, turns left, goes to the back of the end zone. Rushy Rice catches it, 9 and 3 quarter yards deep in the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Kelsey's in the backfield as an H-back. They're going to fake the handoff. Now they're going to go on a pass inside and dragging into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Pacheco the running back. Short side, the right side. Ball snapped on the near hash. They throw it to Pacheco. It's a block at the 10. Five. Popped into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. And the Chiefs have blown it open. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. In honor of producer Jay and his Monday MVP poll, I wanted to share those big moments for one Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey because we do have Travis Kelsey in our Monday MVP poll, but Corbin, or as his Twitter handle reads, I am a meat popsicle, ew, Corbin, I'm assuming that's his name, says Patrick Mahomes drops 424 and four touchdowns and everybody yawns. What a great time to be a Chiefs fan. Yeah, it certainly is. If you don't think the Chiefs are for real again and the team to be in the AFC again, then you are not paying attention. Uh, So, yes, we went with Travis Kelsey on National Tight Ends Day instead because he had nearly 200 yards 
Nearly 200 yards. In fact, if he had not dropped that ball in the end zone, the one that made him slam his his hand and his helmet down on the turf multiple times, uh, I'm telling you, he would have had 200 yards receiving on National Tight Ends Day. And so, yes, Patrick Mahomes is the catalyst. He is right now the best quarterback in the NFL, but also he's got a pretty incredible target and partner in Kelsey. Something that you can't take for granted. I mean, it's like... It's like almost like he's playing Madden. Like he can read the coverage and stop in the windows and and be open and be on the same page as me at all times. And so um, he did he did a great job, man. Uh, it seems like he does it week in and week out, um, and that's why that's why the, he's the player that he is, and he'll be a Hall of Famer one day. I think it's worth not overlooking the defense for the Chiefs too, because as much as they do get overshadowed, they hold the Chargers to a scoreless second half after those two teams were running up and down the field in the first half. So. Yes, plenty of Patrick Mahomes, plenty of Travis Kelsey. And actually, you hear them both together on CBS Sports after the win. It was not easy at all. I mean, it was a challenge, and that's hats off to this defense and uh, having to play against them every single week. (laughs) (laughs) And then 1 5 just doing what he does. So everybody's making it easy on me. Yeah, one of the most productive duos in all of sports. I call them one of the most uh, productive, well, one of the old married couples in sports because they know each other so well. They complete each other's sentences. They do interviews together. (laughs) And actually, Andy Reid, I don't don't think it's in the bite that we have, Jay, but Andy Reid said something about how I hope uh, Taylor comes to every game, meaning Taylor Swift, because Travis is playing lights out right now. (laughs) He's clearly still the best tight end in the league, uh, not just on National Tight Ends Day. And, and Who Mikko, knew Cupid was so big? Miko Hardman, uh, welcome back to the Chiefs. Has a 50-yard punt return for, uh, well, to get them into the red zone or close to the red zone. Also has a third down catch for a conversion. As if the Chiefs need more weapons, really. Did you find it? Okay, so way to go, Producer Jay. Kelsey keeps getting better with time. Um, um, Taylor can stay around all she wants. Um, <laughs> Does that mean that she and Brittany Mahomes are going to develop some more handshakes and chest bumps? That wasn't awkward at all. That was very choreographed. It, well, I mean, that's what she does. She's you're, a singer and a dancer. Right. <laughs> Mahomes gets to be along for the ride. Brittany's got a new BFF uh, since... Isn't her brother-in-law banned from games or something like that? He's banned from a lot of places, I think. (laughs) It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, so there's your Patrick Mahomes moment. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. And then how about this tweet? Now, this is just one of a sample. Producer Jay, are you ready? This comes from Lynn, who's clearly a Browns fan. What a joke for Producer Jay to leave Miles Garrett out of the poll. Did he just look at the score? Or did he look at what oh, and he, he she tags Flash Garrett in it? Oh, good. Because, yes, let's absolutely include the actual athlete in the tweet. Did he just look at the score? Or did he look at what Flash Garrett did in that game? He was a beast. Now, paying no attention, of course, to the fact that we just did a whole segment on this Browns win earlier in the game. Uh, feel free to check out the podcast. And, yes, I did, in fact, talk about Miles Garrett, who not only had two sacks and two tackles for loss, Uh, But he also ends up with a block of a field goal and, you know, super humble about that fact. If you're me, it's, you know, it's another another day at the office. That was that was my Friday special teams. That's what I'm saying. He does that all the time. Well, he does. Also, just as a side note, the Browns win, but they give up 38 points. And so Miles Garrett is the only highlight for the Browns defense. 
the Browns have won four games now. Oh, no, wait, is it three? No, they're four and two. They're four and two, same as the Steelers. And I'm impressed with the gritty wins. I don't think they can win any other way. I honestly don't. I don't think you're going to get very many pretty, quote-unquote, wins from the Browns. But who cares? I mean, whatever. Uh, it just And those, the Steelers are playing the Rams. But the Rams have some real pretty offense. Have you noticed? They can fly up and down the field. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell, Kyron Williams. I mean, that offense is a lot of fun to watch. And it's aesthetically pleasing. But you know what? They're losing right now. They're they're a losing team. Uh, so I would take the wins and the gutsy, ugly, kind of your guts ripped out wins anytime. We're in Cleveland. Nothing is easy here. Well, no, it wasn't going to be easy, but it would have been easier if your defense doesn't give up 38 points to Gardner Minshew and the Indianapolis Colts. A win is a win is a win is a win, right? So, yes, Miles Garrett, a highlight for the Browns defense. But how about take the win and stop bitching at producer Jay? <laughs> there, I got your back, man. Thank I got you. your Appreciate back. That. You're welcome. Okay, speaking of gaudy wins and aesthetically pleasing, well, it, it wasn't that for the Lions, but it definitely was that for the Ravens while we're talking about the AFC North and one game that we have yet to get to. It doesn't really deserve an entire segment, but we'll shoehorn it in. Plus, what's in store for you on Monday night? On Twitter, if you want to keep ripping Producer Jay, I mean, I'm on his side. After our CBS or my Twitter, A-Law Radio, and then our Facebook page, too. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now he's going to go to the end zone. Bobo's out here. Jump ball. Bobo makes the catch, but I think he's out of the end zone. He comes down with that. Does he have the ball in his hands? I think he still has it in his hands. He's talking to the official. He caught it, and he fell out of bounds. Could not get that second foot in. At UCLA, that's six. Ooh, I don't know, man. Well, his toenail came down. That is close. That His second toenail. foot might have come down there. One-handed catch. We're looking at Pete to see if he's going to drop the red flag. He's got it in his hand. He's Now he throws it. Hits. 
Mrs. and Messes. Time to talk football after hours with Amy Lawrence. His toenail. Steve Rabel with the call on Seahawks radio. And you know, it's significant for the Seahawks to get this win. And, and I know it's against the Cardinals, but whatever. They're an NFL team. It matters. It's in the division. One reason why it's it's big is because there was no DK Metcalf for Geno Smith. And Tyler Lockett was relatively non-existent in the game. Wasn't really a huge factor. Instead, the Seahawks get touchdowns from a pair of rookies, which is huge. Not to mention uh, the steadiness of Kenneth Walker and the 100-plus yards rushing. So, yeah, the young guys for the Seahawks coming through on offense. They score 15 consecutive points to rally past the Cardinals. And Pete Carroll praising the way his defense clamped down, especially in the second half when they hold the cards scoreless. We're trying to put together some consistency playing here, and, and uh, where the consistency showed up with, it was with our defense. They, they did a fantastic job again today to go back out at halftime after halftime and uh, shut them down and not give anything up and, and just play really good football. So the Seahawks moved to four and two, and if that's a big if, if the Niners don't win on Monday night, well then they would pick up a game on San Francisco. So it's Niners at Vikings to wrap up Week Seven. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio. Here we are talking about Chiefs holding the Chargers scoreless in the second half, and the Seahawks with a big rally and pitching a shutout in the second half. But then there's the Lions and the Ravens and the most lopsided game of the day. You want to talk about pitching a shutout. You want to talk about offense and defense and special teams all in complete concert and a massive statement by Baltimore. Gosh, this was one that if they do have some stumbles, some inconsistency, they're wondering about who they are. They need a little confidence boost. All they got to do is look back to week seven. Pat Ricard goes in motion. Jackson play fake. He'll keep it. Runs to the left side. He's to the five. He walks in. Touchdown Ravens. Lamar escaping the pocket. Spins his way. Extending to the right side. Settles his feet. Lops in the back of the end zone. Touchdown Nelson Aguilar. Jackson on the play fake. Rolls to the right. Throws to Mark Andrews at the 10. Andrews to the five. Lunges for the goal line. Kicking squad is on. Touchdown Ravens. Lamar the gun. Quick toss. Edwards sweeping to the right side. He's got a hole. He's got a touchdown. And the Ravens strike for a fourth time in the opening half. And they are going wild at MT. Four possessions, four touchdowns. Four for four in the red zone. Also extremely impressive. Before the Lions even shook off the cobwebs or had their coffee or something, I don't know, the Ravens were already out to a 28 to nothing lead. Just in the first half alone, we're talking about nearly 400 yards of offense. And this, this kind of blows me away. The Ravens had 100 yards on the ground before the Lions had 100 yards total. It was a mess for the Lions, and they don't score until the, I think it was the fourth quarter. And so this is a testament to what the Ravens are capable of. They still have guys that are injured. Feels like at times that defense has been more piecemeal and patchwork for some units. And yet they lead the NFL with only seven touchdowns given up all season to their opponents. They have five sacks of Jared Goff. They hit him another eight times. And it, it was as loud as the Ravens can play. The Lions, they got their tails kicked, and Dan Campbell knows it. 
Um, and so he's all about getting them ready for next week, and that's huge. I don't know what it says. No, you ex- That's not true. You absolutely know what it says. I was going to hear from Lamar Jackson, but we'll hear from you, Dan. Those guys, they, they played well. They kicked their ass, and uh, it's a credit to them. Lamar beat us. Uh, he hammered us with his arm. Um, you know, he, he threw the ball extremely well. He ran when he needed to, um, and we did not handle it well. You know, our our energy was good, which is crazy. You come out of a game like that and you look at the score, our energy was good. But our detail and discipline, which has been so good over the last four or five weeks, was not good enough. So uh, self-induced, that was a combination of a lot of different a lot of different things, you know. And just like we win as a team, we lose as a team, and that was, that was one of those. When you're playing regular season games, you should be okay, you know, with winning. I'm all right with winning, but still regular season, you know. And we made strides for improvement from last week and early on in the season, I believe we did, but it's just one regular season game. That's true. It doesn't count for anything more than anything else, but it still does remind you of what you're capable of. If you're looking for a gold standard game this early, if you're looking for a gauge against another first-place team, the Ravens, who are going to have stiff, stiff competition all the way through the AFC North. I mean, right now that division's got no teams below 500. It's huge. So th- even if you're not talking about the Lions, right, you're just talking about the win, or you're talking about correcting some of their issues, they go five or six in the red zone. That was a major problem for them. Remember last uh, last week in London, they went one for six in the red zone and instead had to rely on Justin Tucker, who wasn't available yesterday, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, 500 yards of offense. It was gaudy. It was productive. It was loud. And for the Lions, it's kind of back to the drawing board. Although, I do not believe in jinxes. I do think that uh, I deserve you laughing at me after I touted Jared Goff as an early MVP candidate and the Lions, they don't even get into the red zone except for one time. So yeah, this was as lopsided as it can possibly be, but the Ravens do their job and the Lions at this point are not getting pushed atop the NFC North. Uh, They're the only team that is above 500. Yeah, that was one heck of a game. So for that reason... Lamar Jackson is also one of our candidates for Monday MVP. Again, on Twitter, after hours, CBS, or on our Facebook page. <laughs> so I just checked out our Facebook page. Here's another one. Aaron says, no love for the Browns because Miles Garrett isn't in the poll. I mean, we don't want to make it too easy for you. We want to give you a couple of candidates that you can write in. Also, it's not even remotely true. I've been sitting in this chair for the last four hours nearly and multiple times. Not only have we heard from Miles Garrett, but I've been talking about Miles Garrett. I tweeted about him multiple times on Sunday. I can't help what producer Jay does. I'm not my producer's keeper. But more than that, 38 points to the Colts. Gardner Minshew. You made him look like, well, not quite like, I was going to say like Patrick Mahomes, but that's not fair. Not quite like Patrick Mahomes, but you made him look like Tua yesterday, maybe. You know who really is turning into a good story? It's Tyson Bajan. <laughs> so the Chicago Bears are without Justin Fields. And while this isn't, I mean, we're not talking about the Bears right now as anything special, but this story for Tyson Bajan is special. Uh, so he and Deontay Foreman, they combined to lead the Bears to an, a, a relatively 
dominant victory over the Raiders, who, by the way, had Brian Hoyer, not Aiden O'Connell until late. So Hoyer chips in a couple of interceptions, and the Bears have no trouble. They get a pick six late. But really, the story here is that Bajent makes his first career NFL start, and he's cool as a cucumber. Uh, Now, he, he admits that he's a little bit nervous, but had no trouble staying poised and taking care of business. I feel like I've played like a million games at quarterback. I feel like I, I was able, you know, I was able to uh, win the job in high school my sophomore year, and then you know I started every game uh, through my senior year of college. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's seven years of starting, you know, understanding what the week of preparation looks like, um, and going through pretty much every concept and, and run concept that there is. So, uh, I've, repetition, mother of all learners, and I've been blessed to have a lot of repetitions in my life. Yeah, but not on the NFL stage. I love that he compares winning his high school job as a sophomore and having reps in college at Division II, is it Shepherd University? Right, to taking snaps in the NFL. As if the talent level is completely the same. Totally the same thing. <laughs> but still, this is really cool, right? He was undrafted. He came from a Division II school. His name's Tyson Bajent. His father is a world championship arm wrestler, which I think is where the confidence comes from. There was poise, uh, there was pocket presence, uh, he did get some pressures sometimes and he did evade the rush and deliver the ball down the field, which I thought he did a really nice job of, of distributing the ball to the skill, um, and that was uh, really good to see, uh, multiple receivers and all those things, but that was good. Yeah, really cool for the Bears. Don't know how long they'll be without Justin Fields. He had the dislocated thumb, but uh, Tyson's out there tearing it up, along with Deontay Foreman, who ends up with the three touchdowns. And he also is in our poll for Monday MVP. See, we can only pick four. And I'm just trying to continue to be the best I could be and continue to um, just grow as a football player and as a person and just continue to um, dominate when I get my opportunities. Now, see, we can't include him. Why can't we include him? (laughs) You guys are, I like it. You're fighting for your peeps. That's good. Okay, so we've got Monday Night Football with the Niners on the road at Minnesota. We'll see if they can bounce back. I do love how Brock Purdy, as the quarterback of the Niners, has one crappy game, and all of a sudden people are questioning whether or not he's worthy. You guys are crazy. And I know some of the people in the media are too, so I'm not saying this is just on uh, for sports fans, but we're fickle and we are hard to please as sports Dang. fans. So let's own that. Uh, but, but you also have a pair of baseball games tonight. The Phillies can advance to the World Series with a win in game six over the Diamondbacks. So the Phillies are back home at the bank. And it doesn't matter who's home in the ALCS because as we head into game number seven, the road team has won every single one. We've had some really dramatic moments and whether it's in Houston last night, a grand slam in the ninth inning for Adelise Garcia, that seals it for the Rangers, or whether it's in in Arlington and it's Jose Altuve. And Altuve hits it in the air pretty deep to left. Carter is back at the wall, leaves, and it is gone! It's gone! It's gone! It's gone! <laughs> Jose Altuve gives the Astros a 5-4 to four lead! How do you like that? Were you guys watching the game on Friday night? Man alive. Altuve's had a ton of those moments in his playoff career. I know trash cans and all that jazz doesn't excuse him. But he's still a member of the Astros, one of four left from that 2017 World Series. And he has a flair for the dramatic. 
man alive. He's the number one reason why they are now into their seventh consecutive ALCS. But the Rangers have fought back. And I said this earlier, I think it's really cool symmetry. These two teams were so even all season long with the twists and turns, of course. Speaking of twists, I'm watching Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes twist and turn in their handshake and chest bump. That was significant. Anyway, the timing. Uh, so the Rangers and the Astros have the same record in the regular season, 90 and 72. It takes a tie break on the final day of the season to determine that the Astros win home field and win the division title but now here they are going to a game seven tonight to determine who will represent the american league in the world series we're back after all the drama it's after hours with amy lawrence cbs sports radio boom okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.